Um, this evening, what I'd like to just talk about pretty briefly, I'm going to go fast because I want us to make time just to pray for one another and worship a bit more. I want to talk about just being hungry and thirsty for the living God. Hungry for his presence. Isaiah 55 says this, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. And you, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. We know in our heads that God's love for us is a free gift. But so often we sit distant from him and we're not hungry and we're not thirsty and we don't come to him. Yet he's got an abundance for us. Psalm 23 says that he's laid up a banquet for us in the presence of our enemies. I joked earlier on about age and um, let me remind you of this man called Caleb. You can read about him in Joshua chapter 14. Uh, he was one of the ones that had been faithful as the, uh, the Jewish people had been stopped from going into the promised land. And he had said, no, we can do this. And so he had lived for another 45 years. And so then when they're just about to enter the promised land, he's 85 years old and he comes to Joshua and he says, come on, I'm ready. Give me what has been promised. Question. Who here is over the age of 70? Put your hand up, but gently. <laughs> that was a bit rude, wasn't it? Okay, God is not done with you yet. He has just got going. Is there anyone, is actually, is there anyone here who's over the age of 85? I haven't got a log of your ages in my head. Not quite. You see, you're not even at Caleb yet, okay, if you've just put up your hand because you're over. God is not done with you yet. He is not done with you in the kingdom of God. He's not done with you in life. He has got more for you. And you can be the ones that push in and press into the more that God has got for us in this generation. So don't let age be an excuse because of Caleb. All right? Because it's not an excuse. God's not done with you yet. And he's got more and he wants to use you to help to lead us into the presence of God and into the things of the kingdom. And then there's Jacob. You can read about Jacob in Genesis chapter 32. Jacob wrestles with God overnight and he clings on to God and says this, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And what happens after that is that God does bless him, but he blesses him and changes his name. From this encounter with God, Jacob goes away different. He has new purpose, a new path, even a new name. And then there's David in Psalm 63. You, God, are my God. I will seek you earnestly. I thirst for you with my whole being. 
My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and glory. And then he goes on, I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name I will lift up my hands. And I will be satisfied with the richest of foods. Folks, we, we worship in this church with song. You know, we start the day and we still have song on our nine o'clock at the sanctuary worshipping community, but we, we worship with song. And I hope and I pray that at each community, that whatever the style, that your expectation is that God is present and that God will move. Your expectation is that God is present and that, he, and that he will move. And one of the ways that we access, that we see more of what he's doing, is by praising and worshipping. So folks, if you, if, you kind of, if you think the worship's going on too long, or the worship's kind of going round and round in circles and we're singing the same thing over and over again, there's a reason. Because we're not done yet. There's more. There's more to press into. And if you got bored of the song... Well, choose to re-engage. Okay? Choose to stay with it. And if your legs are getting crumbly and you need to sit down and lie down, then do that. But soak in his presence. Because he's here. And he loves you. What about the woman at the well? Jesus has this conversation with this woman, this Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. And we preached on this a couple of weeks ago. Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep on coming back here to draw water. She's thinking in the practical, but Jesus is talking about the spiritual. Yes, he wants a drink, but more than that, he wants to put a well in her that is going to well up to eternal life. And then there's Mary Magdalene. Not content as the other disciples have run off have gone back to the safety of the others. Mary Magdalene is the one that stays around. She's the woman of God that that loiters and dwells and waits. What have you done with him? If you put him somewhere, tell me. Mary, what a joy to have your name called by God. What do you need to hear from God? When everyone else has left, when the songs are done, what is it that you need to hear? You personally. God speaks to us together, but he also speaks by the power of his Holy Spirit to us as individuals. He calls us by name. And then there's the disciples. Jesus has told them to wait for power. Wait for the Holy Spirit. And then they'll be his witnesses. And so they wait on the Lord. How are you doing with that? How are you doing with just waiting around for him? Waiting for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And then there's this wonderful encounter with Peter in Acts chapter 10. It says that it was noon the following day. As they were on their journey, they approached the city and Peter went up on the roof to pray. I I never noticed this in this passage before, but it was noon. 
It was the hottest bit of the day, and Peter chooses to go onto the roof to pray? I mean, as far as I can remember from my few trips abroad, not that we're allowed to have anymore, the roof is pretty hot. Why has he gone up there? I think maybe he's gone up there because he wants to be alone. He wants to get away from the people, even from his hosts, and he wants to spend time with his loving Heavenly Father. He's there to pray. In that place, he becomes hungry, and he wants something to eat. And it says that while the, while the meal is being prepared, he falls into a trance. Are you happy with people falling into trances? It's in the Bible. God does amazing things, and sometimes we're uncomfortable with the words. He fell into a trance, and then he saw heaven opened. In that place where he's sought solitude, he's sought to pray, even in the heat of the day. He's experienced physical hunger, and God speaks to him about food and food laws. And Peter has his mind changed. He's open to God already because he's on the journey. He's responsive to the Spirit, and he changes his mind to align with heaven. We need that, don't we? There is this paradox, though, that God has won new life for us and it's a completely free gift yet at the same time receiving it is not just passive we do have to say yes as I heard this week it's like we need to reach out and receive to take a hold of what he has got for us you know, if, I, if you came round to my house and, and, we, and we gave you food, my expectation would not be that I picked up the fork and put the food in your mouth. That would, not, you know, that would be slightly rude of you. Um, my expectation would be that we'd eat together, that you would play your part. And that way we'd share a banquet together. But you know, sometimes there are things that get in the way, aren't there? Maybe even it's just that you think, you know, oh, Mark, you know, I, I, know that, I know that this is called encounter, but honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit tired to encounter. <laughs> I'm, a bit, I'm a bit tired to press in. You know, I, I, I did see God move all, all that time ago, but, you know, I'm just happy to come here and sing a few songs, not too many, maybe three songs. And, and, and then hear a, hear a bit of a talk and have someone, you know, maybe pray for me, but gently, and then I'll go home. You know, if that's you, how can, how can we crank up the hunger levels for you? How can we get you thirsty? Maybe you just need to acknowledge that that's where you're at. And that God has got more for you than that. He has got more for you than you have currently got hold of. However much of the Holy Spirit you have received, however much you have discerned of the faithfulness and goodness of our loving Heavenly Father, He has got more to tell you about how good and faithful and loving He is. However much healing you've experienced, He's got more for you. Yes, just because He loves you. But also because the more he fills you up, the more you'll overflow in the places that you go. The more you'll be salt and light. 
So maybe the thing that gets in the way is just, well, if that's you tonight, I want to pray for you. We want to pray that God would break through, that he would make you hungry. Maybe, maybe it's, you know, nothing, nothing overtly sinful, but you're, you're caught up in something. You know, we can get distracted by all sorts of things, can't we? You know, one of the other little things that, that God said to me last week was delete the news app on your phone. It's like, oh, Lord, but I like the news app. It's, like, it's not sinful to read the news. But you know the way that I was reading the news was sinful. You know the difference? You know, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just distracted. I'll, I'll scroll through for endless news. And you, it's when you get to the bottom of the scroll and you find yourself scrolling through the stuff you've already scrolled through and somehow your finger's still moving. Like, That's just wrong. <laughs> Delete the app, Mark. So the app's gone. You know, it may come back. There's nothing wrong with the app. It may come back at some point, but... It was a distraction. It was distracting me from the presence of God of walking in step with, with him. You know, it's the king and his kingdom that will satisfy us and nothing else. Your work is not going to satisfy you. People around you are not going to fill that hole. And go a long way because he's designed us to be in relationship with one another. But it's the king. It's King Jesus. And he meets us in the power of his Holy Spirit. Are you hungry? Are you hungry for him? Whether you've experienced him just last week or 20 years ago or 40 years ago. Are you hungry? Or maybe maybe there's an intellectual block. Maybe you hear about this God of grace, this God of love, and you think, but I'm not good enough. That's the point. That's how grace works. You're not. And he loves you. And he delights in you. And he does not expect you to sort everything out before you come to him. He wants you to come right now just as you are. Just as you are. Maybe, maybe you've even put up a little intellectual block to say, you know, God doesn't move in power anymore. Maybe it was, you know, just for the disciples. Maybe it was just for the early church. Maybe it was just for the spring of 1994. <laughs> you know what? God's on the move today. He is on the move. He's here. He loves us. And this week I've heard so many stories, not just international ones, but ones here in the UK of God calling people, of God setting people free. He wants to do it again. Not the same as last time. He wants to move. He wants to overflow through his church and restore hope to this nation. It'll be different. Are you hungry? Maybe, maybe there is some sin. Maybe you really, really like doing a particular thing. And it's not good for you. You know, you do have a choice. 
You can change your mind about that thing. It's called repentance, to turn around, to change your mind, and to allow your thinking and your living to be transformed by him. And you know, God's response is always the loving father in that story of the prodigal son. He stands and waits for us to return, and the moment he sees us, he comes running down the road. But of course, the danger is maybe we're not the prodigal son. Maybe we're the son that stayed at home. And we've just got grumpy because we've been serving him so hard. And, you know, I don't, I don't use that word lightly because that's what it is. We've been serving him so hard and, and we just got grumbly because he did a good thing with someone else. You know, he loves you in, even in the midst of the grumbles. And he says, come on. Come on, come and party. Come and join in the fun. Let me be practical and then I'm going to read a little bit of Psalm 63 just to close. If there's sin that's getting in the way of you being hungry, run away from it. Change your mind. Be practical. Do something different instead. Yeah, ask the Lord, what he would like you to do differently instead. Because you, you, if you just choose to run, you'll probably just get exhausted. <laughs> Maybe you need to just to fast from something. Let something else go and make a bit more space for the presence of God. Maybe you need to read the word of the Lord. And I don't mean, I don't mean just like read pages and pages. If that's what you need to do, do, do that. But maybe you just need to get a verse. You'd do well to start with Psalm 163 and just take a verse and allow God to speak to you and, and renew you and make you hungry for his presence. You probably don't need more information, but we could all do with a bit more revelation. Or maybe it's to press in in worship at a place like this as we seek to encounter God together. And you know, as we worship, what happens is the atmosphere shifts. Not just the atmosphere around us, but the atmosphere of our hearts. God is always here, but as we worship, we enter into his presence and we can see him more clearly. Or maybe you just need to wait. Enough words. Just acknowledge that he's king and then wait in his presence. You don't need to be anxious, just wait.